often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 507. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. That's right. If you grew up as a male child in the, I guess, time before the internet... <laughs> in the 80s or you know you were a trucker for a while before you had smartphones and you knew about dirty magazines just picture us the inside the penthouse says where's the really nasty ones we've got uh, all the genitalia shots hair and all the hairy gooiness up inside here Spreading wide as we let you in to our madness. By R, I mean myself and Agent Mulder, the cat over here. No, I guess he's not going to meow for me. As uh, I just kind of glanced back at him. Thought he would help me out there. And I was let down. I was let down. I guess he's mad at me tonight because I, I didn't share any seafood with him. Anytime now, I've... Uh, <laughs> I've gotten little tuna pouches. Like on this last time I got one, I got a real spicy one. Just just to even like push it a little bit further, just to see if he he was down with the spice. And he's down with the spice. I haven't tried playing Spice Girls with uh for him yet, so I'm not sure if he's down with that kind of spice. But he's fine with buffalo sauce. And unfortunately though, like if I get tuna or I've been I've been rocking this uh crab meat. That I've stepped up my ramen game. As uh, at Schnooks, they've got this imitation crab meat for like a buck. It's like this, almost like the the uh, string cheese sticks, the uh, like mozzarella sticks you can get. They're almost like the string cheese that you can get. It's almost like that, a packet like that, and uh, <laughs> they're meant to just like. Eat them up like that, uh, not necessarily to go with anything, but I've been po- ripping them apart, throwing them in, in my ramen, and you know, stepping up my game. It's only like a dollar, <laughs> so I'm like, hell yeah, throw a little fake crab meat in there, and it's just goodness. But when I open that shit up, cat loses his mind. He takes one little whiff, freaks the fuck out. <laughs> The man loves his seafood. What can I say? Flips flips the fuck out. Starts meowing constantly. Wants to bite me. <laughs> now, I haven't shared the crab meat with him, but I have given him, like I did you know, again last night, I gave him some of the buffalo chicken or buffalo uh, sauce covered uh, tuna, if you will. And uh, he, he ate that up. And uh, d- spice, not a problem. But... Any any seafood except for it does he does not seem to really freak out when I have the sushi. So far, I guess it, it hasn't been a pungent enough smell to like drive his senses wild, which I guess is good because I've been really getting the sushi a lot because I can get like uh 
spi- a thing of spicy crab rolls over at the Schnooks for like five bucks. I like to get that for a little, add a little something to dinner. Get me some sushi, wasabi the fuck up. Finally got me some chopsticks so I can do it up right. And those rolls don't really hold together too well if we use a fork too. So, which, I mean, I guess I could use my <laughs> my fingers to pick up the sushi, but I like to cover it in the soy sauce. And I like to cover the whole thing of sushi in soy sauce. You know, I need cover it. I want it all wet. Dripping wet. And I can only do, and you know, you do that with your fingers. You get the sticky fingers. They smell like soy sauce. You're not going to have to wash them afterwards. It's a whole thing. Use like a fork or some chopsticks. You can go right in. You can go all the way in. All the way in. You can go chopstick deep, I guess. Something weird's going on with my soundboard. There's, <laughs> It's still recording, it looks like. But I, I guess I'm getting some dirt. It looks like the cat was unfortunately playing around with my soundboard. Well, it must have left the room at some point. must have laid on the soundboard because there was some buttons pressed that I don't press. And so far, it looks like it's recording, but uh, I'm getting some weird sounds. Like maybe, my, maybe the uh, headphone jack is a little jacked up. Maybe if I just switched, if I plugged it into the other hole, you know. Maybe if I went number two. See, number two. Number two sounds weird. Going in the backside sounds a little weird. So far it's not cutting out, though, so that's good. Maybe it's just, (laughs) maybe I had a bad connection with the uh, headphone jack or something. I don't know. That's a lot better than the soundboard going out. These things are pricey. Is what man? There is one really fantastic one. I'd like to uh, get for the old podcast, but it's several hundred dollars. It's well, I think it's like six hundred or something, but it's a pretty sweet one. And you got all these buttons that you can set up to like play sound clips and do other shit. And it's uh, a lot of podcasters use it. And uh, but you know, <laughs> it seems unnecessary. It seems unnecessary. I've got a working soundboard. And it gets annoying. I know in the past when uh, we started the show, I got a little crazy with the sound clips. And it was like when I had it, it was new, it was brand new, it was exciting. And I cut all these clips. I was just like nonstop, nonstop. Clipping on just uh, random movie quotes that I'd pulled up from like Team America, World Police. Uh, There was... Uh, Star Wars clips, Nightmare on Elm Street, all kinds of nonsense. And I'm looking, and I don't even have them loaded in here anymore. I'd have to actually, like, load it up. <laughs> I've got a whole, like, Star Wars, like, thing. I could load a whole thing on my Jazzler here. But uh, I'm not going to do that. Not going to do that. And uh, it, doing it by myself, you'd think it'd be easier for me to do that. But I don't know. It's just feels we- it f- it's cooler when you're doing it in a conversation, and I you know have to I can stop and think while somebody else is talking, and then prime one up. It's a little bit more doing it by yourself. Oh, solo, solo. It's it's kind of weird, kind of weird. But uh, there's uh man, there's quite a bit of new television coming out. Uh, I. <sighs> 
I've yet to watch it. I figured I'd watch it tonight here on the the night before Mother's Day. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but uh, uh, they got the uh, new trailer for uh, Game of Thrones: House of the Dragon. It's the uh, prequel to Game of Thrones, which once upon a time. I'd have been fucking ecstatic for this. I would have had such a hard on. I would like think about all the incest, brother on sister, probably brother on brother, probably mother on brother. There's gonna be a lot of <laughs> incest and probably some dragons, probably some dragons. And I'd have been excited. Unfortunately, though, I love fucking Peter Dinklage, and I think I mean there's a lot of great cast cast members on uh, the original uh, Game of Thrones. But Peter Dinklage, man, he really shone on that show. And it sh- should uh, not go without mention, but w- f- when uh, Pedro Pascal first really came onto my radar, the role that really got it for me was his role on Game of Thrones. I don't remember the character's name, but he's the one that uh, fought the mountain and was killed his character was a take on uh, Inigo Montoya from uh, The Princess Bride where uh, his father was killed by a six-finger man <laughs> and he was going to avenge, avenge his father. Look for the six-finger man. Pedro Pascal's character was sort of a sort of a take on that and uh, he, was, he was fucking great in that, that show. So fucking good. As Pedro Pascal, I mean, he's always, I mean, he's fucking Din Djarin. The, the, the movie, The Bubble, the Judd Apatow, I think Judd Apatow did that one. Yeah, yeah, his wife's in that. Uh, but David Duchovny, I think the best part of that is probably Pedro Pascal. He's just so fucking good. So fucking good. He's, they've got the, uh, the, the woman from uh, Borat 2 who's fantastic, uh, Maria Bakalova, or I, uh, I don't think that's probably her name, but it's something along that. Holy shit, she's, uh, I want to see her in more stuff. I feel like they could have used her more in that movie as uh, she doesn't, ha- she's not that big of a part, but what she did in Borat too. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Anyway, Game of Thrones. I'd figure I'd, I'd queue it up, give my first take on the house. Of the dragon. Like, I'm afraid that I will actually kind of like the trailer. I was so disappointed with the fucking last... Especially the last season of Game of Thrones. Just like, I was disgusted. I was just like... Like I was... uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I was super disgusted. Like, I met my idol that I grew up loving, you know, for my entire life. I finally meet them, and I find out they're like a rapist or something, or something horrible, or that uh i don't know they uh <laughs> i was trying to think of a pet peeve that i have that would be <laughs> yeah a pet, yeah i don't know something something weird they like nickelback i don't know <laughs> find out something fucked up about them. disappointed you know uh anyway all right i'll fucking play this clip it's probably you know it's funny it's a trailer so it's a commercial technically it's probably going to start with a commercial before the trailer i'm willing to bet I might have to pot this fucker down. Let's see here. Oh. 
Here we go. Go right in. Looks like Ireland. What is this brief mortal life? If not the pursuit of legacy. We got the dragon egg. There's a full live dragon. I Rickon Stark. I Rickard Stark. I Bowman Baratheon. Promise to be faithful to King Viserys and to his named heir, Princess Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Men would sooner put the realm to the torch than see a woman ascend the Iron Throne. So far, I don't see anybody that I recognize. I realize it's way before Game of Thrones, but I figured they probably have at least one well-known star in it. The determination to win it. They got dragons. That's evident. It remembers names. It's just I don't know. I don't know what to think after that trailer. There's there's not like a whole lot to that trailer. I mean, it it looks like not actually seeing it, not getting a chance to actually get a feel for the characters. I don't recognize any of these actors. So I'm not, uh, I don't have any reason to hate or like, I guess, the thing. I mean, it looks like Game of Thrones without anybody I know. <laughs> it looks like Game of Thrones. And there was once upon a time, man, I'd get fucking excited when I'd hear that theme music and just get, just get fucking pumped. Give me some Hodor, some, uh, you know, <laughs> some Baratheons. It's nice to hear the names, like that's recognizable. And seeing the characters in the trailer, obviously you see the Targaryens look much like the Targaryens of the time of the OG Game of Thrones. Uh, I do believe this is like way before... Game of Thrones. I don't think it's like a generation or anything. It's uh, many, many generations. But it does, uh, I believe, follow the Targaryen family. As uh, you can definitely tell, the the you're getting some getting some vibes of uh, a young doppelganger of Melia Clark. She doesn't look exactly like Melia Clark, but the, they did the hair like that, and they made her look like a Targaryen and. I guess her father or brother or whatever the fuck the other fella is there. <laughs> Looks much like Amelia Clark's brother, um, which I don't remember all the names at this point. Kind of blacked out <laughs> a good chunk of Game of Thrones at this point. Because, uh, oh, man, it was, it's just a shame. I used to get fucking just ecstatic, ecstatic for new Game of Thrones. I was excited before that last season came out. I was just like, but I, I remember hearing, like, it's only like six episodes? Like, what the fuck? There's so many things that are supposed to wrap up, and they've been 
it's you know they jerk you off for whatever it was eight years nine years I don't know it was a long time and uh, the entire time of that they're going like winter is coming winter winter is coming and it's like they get you jacked. They you see White Walker. I think in the first fucking episode. It's been a few years now since I've watched the first season. I believe I still have it on DVD. Uh, but holy shit! I think you see a White Walker in the first episode, and then uh, so it's like you know that there's there's gonna be a battle. And once winter comes around, winter's coming. And you're just like expecting it, expecting it, and you expect it to be like this big, long, you know, battle between like the White Walkers and the Lord of the Dead, whatever the fuck his name is, whatever. <laughs> that it's gonna be epic. And you've heard, you know, I never read the books, so I didn't have a full knowledge of what happened in the books. Um, but I had heard mainly through watching YouTube videos of people that had read the books. And I had read a few things like just shit on like Wikipedia or whatever. Um, but not the books. I would re- I'll read a bunch of shit like that, but I won't read the books. Um, and so you get the idea like, oh, it's going to be so fucking epic. Oh, winter. Winter's coming. It's going to be epic. And just, uh, it's like one of the episodes <laughs> the final season between like the Night King or whatever the fuck he's called, the guy that's head of the dead, and it just seemed like oh, oh oh that was that was it that's all we were building up for it was like just jerking you off jerking you off and then then just just like a shot of a nipple and then uh, there you go like what wh- what was that like uh, I thought we were gonna go on and full on have like an orgy and then you just show me like a shot of a nipple. <laughs> What it, what is going on here? <laughs> you got me all rubbed up for this. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I think a good example to uh compare it to is if you've ever seen the movie Saving Silverman with uh Jason Biggs, Amanda Peet, and uh like uh Amanda Peet starts seeing Jason Biggs. And turns out she's just psychotic and nuts and all this stuff. And uh, Jason Biggs, of course, plays Silverman. And uh, he <laughs> he's like the the nice guy. He's almost his character from, uh, I believe it. Shit, now I'm like, I think that's, uh, I'm not getting the movie confused, am I? <laughs> but he's almost like his character from American... Uh, American Pie. Oh, almost. I mean, he's real likable, whatever kind of kind of shit. Um, it's like if he grew up and uh, married somebody he shouldn't have. Because I think I think I it's been a it's been a minute since I yeah it came out in two thousand one. Yeah, I knew it was a long time ago. Shit, I didn't realize it was that long ago. I thought maybe it was a few years after that. Jack Black, of course, is in it. Oh, love me some Jack Black. Uh. And uh, Neil Diamond. Gotta love some fucking Neil Diamond. Oh, Arlie Ar- Ermey's in there. Good shit. Steve's on. But uh, there's the uh, the point I was getting to. There's a scene where I guess it's 
like right right after uh <clears throat> they get they get together i think i think they actually get married in the movie i i don't know it's been it's been a minute and uh <laughs> they uh there's a scene where they're in bed together and he's just like uh he's going uh Jason Biggs is going down on Amanda Pete and just going to town he is eating fish tacos day and night i mean like there's days that are falling off the calendar as he's going down on her and just uh pleasuring her to every every whim down there and uh then uh <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna have to watch this again. I haven't seen this in years, and uh, he he finishes up, and uh, then he's all like, "Oh, you know, that was that was great," and he's expecting she she doesn't respond in any way. Like once he's done, and uh, she I think goes to like reading a book or something of that, and uh, man, I should see if I pull up this scene, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've got YouTube right here. Why not just do that? I'm sure the scene is probably on here. Um, damn it. There's not... There's got to be this scene on here. Let's see. This is... Uh... Oh, I don't even remember this. Jack Black on mimes in bed? I don't... <laughs> Fuck, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this movie in forever, apparently. There's so many clips here. There's got to be the scene. Um, Maybe if I search oral, <laughs> that might work better. Uh, oral? No? Um, damn it. I don't think I can find this scene. I am so, I'm so heartbroken here. There's a great part though. Like there's once she's done, she realizes, oh, she's uh, fuck. Um, hold on. This oh shit. This might be it or not. Fuck. I don't think this is it. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. All right, here we go. Here we go. He's that was really great. He just his jaw's hurting. Thanks. So, um, that got me pretty excited. That's nice. I mean, I, I, um, Just getting ready to sleep wouldn't here. mind if someone did that to me. Oh, I get it. You want me to go down on you. Yeah. Oh, God, I would love to, but I can't. I have very, very sensitive gums. Oh, it's, you have gums. It's, um, <laughs> it's a medical condition. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to cause you any pain, baby, no. You're so sweet. Just going to sleep now. You know, there are other ways to give me pleasure without using your mouth. Oh, God, I am so inconsiderate. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's, that's fine. <laughs> she just handed him a nudie magazine, a towel, or a washcloth, and some lotion. Fun. Now turn off the light. <laughs> uh, 
it's it's so much better if you watch the scene as I as I was just kind of you know getting it geared up and then just <laughs> didn't sell the scene there. Uh, that shit was fucking. If you watch it in the movie as it goes, I mean it's been years. I didn't quite fully remember that exactly how it went down. Fun fact: It's funny that I was thinking about Amanda Peet because I do believe she is married to or just in a, or at least was with one of the uh, creators or showrunners, not creators, not married to George R. R. Martin, just to be specific here. <laughs> I'm trying to picture those two together now. No, uh, D.B. Weiss or one of the, one of the showrunners, which once upon a time I would have thought, dude, those guys are fucking badass. When I first heard they were uh, going to have their own Star Wars trilogy, I was like, fuck yeah. Let's have a incestual ridden. Like, wait a minute, Star Wars is already full of incest. That's already a thing in there. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of dragons. There's creatures that are kind of like dragons, but I'm like, it's kind, it's kind of their field, you know. I was thinking, like, holy shit, they know all about incest. They would do good in Star Wars. And then I saw the last season of Game of Thrones after they had, uh, you know, gotten a green light for their trilogy of Star Wars and then shit the bed on the final season. It was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't really need to see what they're going to do with Star Wars. I've seen other people shit the bed in Star Wars. I've seen Ryan Johnson shit all over Star Wars. Don't need it. Don't eat it. No, sir, I don't like it. Fun fact, yeah, like, uh, speaking of Star Wars, or I don't know about fun fact, but <laughs> it was May the 4th the other day. I didn't get too crazy with celebrating. I did just, I the only thing I really watched, I pulled out, I pulled out the last episode of Mandalorian. I watched the, I watched the majority of it. I saw the, the end, of course. I got me some Skywalker destroying the Dark Troopers. That is, that is good stuff. There, oh, one X-wing. We're saved. <laughs> you damn right. That's not just any old X-wing. That one got pulled out of a swamp in Dagobah by one Yoda. Does uh, that mean shit? They should. They should represent, man. And I've I've also watched recently the uh, they put out a a I guess it was originally the teaser trailer they initially put out for Obi Wan. Now they got like the full length trailer. And man, it looks good. Just gotta wait a couple more weeks. Couple more weeks. We get some Obi Wan. Obi Wan motherfucking Kenobi. Kenobi. And uh, last. One of the last times I guess talked to Shelley. Um, he hasn't been on the podcast in forever, but it wasn't on the podcast. Uh, but uh, there was um some issues, I guess, with the original actor who played one Darth Maul, which I I think you know Phantom Menace is a pretty shitty film overall. It's got some great part. Darth Maul is possibly one of the best villains. And Star Wars. And uh holy shit, I mean the I think the best lightsaber battle in all of Star Wars 
is still in Phantom Menace. That shit is so good. So good. Um, and uh, to have... I was so excited to see Darth Maul at the end of Solo. I thought, like, oh, man. I would hope it would do well just so I could see more of Darth Maul and running the crime world. Does it seem like that was where it was going? I was going to have Amelia Clark. I love me some Amelia Clark. Even though she was, you know, in the last season of Game of Thrones, like, I think she's great. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the showrunners that really trashed that thing, which is a shame. I love the whole cast of Game of Thrones. But uh, it was great seeing Amelia Clark being uh, in, in the Star Wars universe, and it looked like she was going to start uh, moving on up in the crime world. And I was excited for that. But uh, Shelley had pointed out that uh, I guess there was a bit of a situation with uh, one Ray Park, who is the OG, original Darth Maul. That was, uh, he did not voice Darth Maul, but he was the uh, man in the paint and helped choreograph the greatest fucking saber duel in all of Star Wars. Um, but uh, <laughs> apparently... There was recently a bit of a controversy uh, with uh, Ray Park's whole uh, <laughs> Instagram page uh, that uh, they talking about possibly recasting Ray Park, which sucks, man. I lo- love me some Ray Park, man. At the end of the day, I guess, you know, he is just a voice and, like, he's in a lot of makeup. But, I mean, he's so, I mean, he's, like, in his 50s or so now. He's a kid. He might. I don't think he's quite in his sixties, but he's he's an older gentleman. And if we're going to be doing all of the uh, acrobatics and stuff, I imagine it's going to be more and more difficult. But uh, I follow him on Instagram, and unfortunately, I missed this. Apparently, he went. I guess posted a story. I mean, let's. I guess I'll read it off this uh, landscapeinsight.com. Never heard of that one. Seems real legit. <laughs> Says. Ray Park, who portrays Han Solo... What? Okay, they're already got this fucked up. Ray Park, who portrays Han Solo in the Star Wars franchise. No, he plays Darth Maul in the Star Wars franchise. Is renowned for being a laid-back and kind person. With that reputation, a video of him getting oral sex with his wife, Lisa Park, was uploaded to his Instagram account last week, which was all the more shocking, which this is a four-week-old article. Um, But, uh, yeah, he... Dude, if you follow him on Instagram, like he loves his fans. He goes to all the cons, and he's just uh, he's he's done like Hollywood stunts for other like big films. He was uh, Toad in uh, the original X Men movie, but he's uh, I mean he loves the character of Darth Maul. He's always just fucking posing with fans and shit. It's th- this story's a bit of a shame, but uh, <laughs> since theories started to spread as to why this occurred. <laughs> Some assumed that Park's account had been hacked, while others felt that Park had released it mistakenly, and still others suspected that Park had made it public in retribution for his wife's infidelity. Um, and it says a Snapchat message claimed to be from Park's daughter appeared, accusing him of being unkind and neglectful to his children. Uh, 
further muddying the waters on social media, fans denounced the actor and requested that Disney Lucasfilm replace the role of Darth Maul as predicted. <sighs> then Lisa Park has now put a picture on her Instagram profile stating that the video was unintentionally released, that it's terribly distressing, that people assume she's been unfaithful, that the comments from her children were deliberately created, and that the tale is causing the whole family to suffer. We don't know how all of this will play out, but Park's career has been at risk since the internet controversy broke. Many fans have advocated for him to be replaced by voice actor Sam Witwer in the Darth Maul role uh, should one be created for a live-action series. There have been rumors that Disney is considering replacing him in the role. Motherfuckers. Fortunately, this seems to have worked as some of the Twitter accounts who were feeding the fires of controversy have apologized to her and indicated that they were misinformed. It's unclear if this will harm Park's career, but I doubt Disney will be thrilled <laughs> if Park did in fact publish the video by mistake. He owes his wife and children a heartfelt apology for the time being. All we can do is trust Lisa Park's word and hope that the Park family can settle their disputes in private. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I can see how he can mistakenly do that, man. I'm always, I'm always fucking nervous as shit. These days, like when I'm posting some on Instagram now, I would just like to point out, I don't have my dick in any shots. <laughs> Not my own dick. But, you know, strange dicks from, like, iguanas and other strange things. You know, you never know what's in my, my photo album. <laughs> but I'm always, like, worried that I'm going to post something weird that, like, uh, you know, I'll clip a lot of weird fucking memes or just pictures of random weird shit to send to specific individuals. That will find humor in it. You know, and it's not stuff that I would send to just anybody. But, you know, I'm always worried that, you know, I might send this to the wrong person. Or, you know, accidentally while I'm fishing through my... I've got thousands of photos in my, my phone. Because I'll just save random stupid shit on the internet. And I, I do take a lot of photos. So there's a ton of fucking photos in my phone. I'm always worried when I'm, like, selecting something to do a post on a social media or to send somebody a text message... That while I'm scrolling through, I unintentionally select a few things that I didn't mean to. And then, like, then I might have to be, you know, be like, uh, Will, see that right there wasn't meant for your consumption. <laughs> I I could see how it could be easily done, you know. But that's, you know, why you don't film your wife blowing you with your cell phone. Unless, of course, she was being in, <laughs> uh, cheating on you and you wanted to make an ass of yourself in return by posting it online. <laughs> yeah, but uh I can't ima I can't imagine he would have done that posted it on Instagram on purpose unless, you know, I mean if if he was really an ass and private and uh which I don't know, I get the impression at least from following on Instagram, I realize that's not necessarily who a person is. Is what you know you see on Instagram. I've never met even like met him in person or anything like that, but uh, I get the vibe that he's like a generally uh, a real friendly guy and just excited about life. That's the vibes he gives out on the social media. So it, I mean, it's very surprising to hear that he uh, you know had that posted on an, on his on his page. And, uh, you know, maybe if there was some, some bad shit that happened behind the scenes and if you were, you know, say intoxicated or uh, 
under the influence of some other thing, then maybe I could see him making some bad decisions, like I'll show that bitch or something. But man, I I hope it was just an accident. I l- I love me some Ray Park and Darth Maul is some good shit. Kenobi. I am also kind of sad that I fucking missed <laughs> that story. I'm like, man, I thought, like, you know what? I haven't seen Ray Park post on Instagram in a while. I think I know why. I think maybe his maybe his wife locked him out of his Instagram page. That could be a thing. That could very well be a thing. <laughs> You're like, maybe you shouldn't be messing around on social media anymore. This could be a real problem for you. You're going to miss out on a fucking payday at the very least. As, uh, you know, it's kind of a problem. You don't, uh, I'm sure it would have been a nice little payday for him if he got to don the, the mall makeup inside another Star Wars show like Kenobi and such. And, uh, that, that's a real shame. But at the end of the day, I'm sure they could just, like, put makeup on somebody else and get them to look somewhat like Ray Park. <laughs> And then they'll still be able to have, unless the voice actor does some heinous shit, they'll have the same voice actor. So there's, there's some positives there. But it really, I sincerely though hope that Ray Park is like that, you know, just some kind of fucked up accident, and uh, <laughs> that behind the scenes he's not some maniacal fuck that maybe has somebody locked up in his basement, and then maybe his wife on certain days of the week, and you know, neglects feeding her. That he's not doing real fucked up, you know, weird shit like that. I did have, (laughs) thinking about people being monsters and stuff, like, that are famous. And, you know, I'm always like, oh, man, I I, I don't want to find too much out about people that I really enjoy their work. Whether it be, like, uh, if they're a musician, actor, director, writer, or uh, athlete, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever it is they do, and I admire. Or if it's just somebody I know personally, you know. <laughs> like, I'm always like, oh, man, you know. where like, I don't want to find something fucked up about this person. Like, I don't think my brain could handle it if I found out Tom Hanks did some horrible shit. But then I was like, I really do enjoy me some Rammstein. And I would be more surprised if I found out... <laughs> At least the lead singer, if not the whole band, at least the lead singer didn't do some horrible sh- fucked up shit. I he's I really don't get me wrong, I really do like some some Rammstein. I'm a fan of uh of quite a bit of Rammstein. I I'm not as familiar with their newer stuff. Occasionally I'll pull it, uh, when I see they release some new shit, I'll pull it up on YouTube. They, shit, they spend so much money on their videos. I mean, shit, not many people put that much production uh, quality into music videos anymore. So, I mean, it's good to see it. When when I see they have a new one, I'll, I'll pull it up. But uh, I am I like a lot of their shit. However, <laughs> uh, let's see, Till, Till Liedemann, I be, Lind, Lindemann, Lindemann uh, is, I believe, his name. Yeah, there's... <laughs> The look of him just looks, uh, he looks fucking crazy. 
I could see him just, you know, he's got several people locked in his basement. <laughs> it's just the look of him. Uh, or or so I'm thinking, you know. And uh, which makes me, I'm going to pull up his, let's see what Wikipedia has to say about him. You know, I realize somebody, anybody can get on here and change it. And uh, he's 59 now. I figured he was getting up there. As uh, there's still, I remember right, right, it was like right before Russia started this full-on uh special operation, motherfuckers in Ukraine. It's a war, assholes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> or asshole is in Vladimir Putin. But uh, right before that, Till had been like kicked out of Russia. He's like he went in there and he didn't have a visa or something. I don't remember what the fucking deal was. But then it was like I guess. <laughs> He probably would have been kicked out soon afterwards anyway. But uh, I I would be surprised to find out that Till was, like, just a super friendly dude, just, like, the, 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 great, the nicest guy you would ever meet. But it's possible. This could all be an act. And he just looks a bit rough. Um, <laughs> according to Wikipedia here, uh, he's a German singer, songwriter, and poet. Is best known as the lead vocalist and lyricist of Neue Deutsch Hertha band Rammstein and solo project Lindemann. Uh, Rammstein has sold over 45 million copies worldwide. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Okay, I know they've sold a lot of fucking records. They're a big band. I get it. Here, early life. He was born on January 4th of 63 in Leipzig. Uh, the son of Norddeutsche Rud- Rundfunk Journalist Brigitte Hildegard Gitte Gitte Lindemann und Poet Werner Lindemann. His parents first met at a conference in Bitterfield in '59. You know what? You know, I'm just this stuff's just this and that led to this. I wanted to. I just want to know what kind of <laughs> uh, personality he's gotten. Real. Uh, like, is he a fun guy, or is he really just like? I mean, seriously, he's got like people like locked in his basement. Like, there's, uh, this is the cult of Till on Tumblr. Again, not. I don't know that this is, <laughs> you know, accurate information. This is posted by Linda Fan. Um. I'll be mostly blogging about my favorite band, Rammstein, and particularly my rock god, Till Lindemann. Other bands I love as such as ACDC, The Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, And Salem's Dead <laughs> deactivated with some numbers. Asked, uh, Tell me all about Till as though I have no idea who he is, but really, really want to know. Uh, says, apologies for taking so long to answer this. I love this question. I was hoping to do it justice by writing an essay of sorts, but my stupid brain won't allow. So here's my ramble. I will concentrate on his personality for now. Till is very complex, man. He's like ten people in one body. He might appear a strong, stern, commanding figure on stage, but off stage he can be a very different animal. He's an extremely intelligent, creative, yet shy, introverted man who has found himself in a role that he was never really prepared for and still hasn't entirely adjusted to. That isn't to say that he doesn't enjoy any of it. His position as rock star allows him to travel the world, share his poetry and lyrics with the masses, create art, and, of course, sleep with a lot of women. 
But I think that it takes more from him than it gives. I think that at heart, he's a real country boy who loves the simple things in life. His family, hunting, fishing, nature, gardening, writing, kidnapping people. Oh, no, that's not in there? It's not. Apparently that's not in there. <laughs> and who refers to live a modest lifestyle. I don't think that he ever had any desire to be famous. In truth, he'd be more comfortable still making living as a basket weaver or gardening and working on his small holding in the village, fixing and repairing things as he, as he goes, and he's expressed that sentiment in interviews. He definitely has his wild side, though. He's a man of extremes with a tendency to overindulge in alcohol, sex, food, and partying. I got that impression. Got that impression. He's not a man who is familiar with the word moderation, but uh, he can't tolerate the noise and crowds for too long and is always anxious to return to his simple village life. Till has a dark, a real dark side. He's definitely one of life's pessimists, but considering how much he's been through, it isn't surprising that he can be a very gloomy, grim, and taciturn figure. He's haunted by his past and suffers terribly from depression, anxiety, self-loathing, and his frequent nightmares. Okay, here's the lighter side. Here's, he does have a lighter side, though. Uh, he loves to have fun, often at inappropriate times, loves to play pranks and tease, and can be incredibly childish. Loving to shock with crude phrases and gestures, and there's police outside. Or that, that might be a fire. Uh, and gestures, and becoming completely hyper when bored often at the expense of his bandmates who can understandably find his childish antics a little overwhelming. But holy shit, this guy just keeps going on and on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, there's a... He's a, he's a brooding dude. I mean, he looks he looks rough. The man looks rough. And uh, I imagine a lot of it's persona. But I if if I were walking down... It, it, it didn't even have to be like a dark alley at nighttime. If I was walking down any fucking road, anywhere, anytime, any place, <laughs> and there's Till Lindemann. I mean, if I knowing that if I saw him and I knew it was Till Lindemann, I'd be like, holy shit, that's a dude from Rammstein. <laughs> I mean, I would be kind of excited. If I didn't know who the fuck he was and I ran into him, I'd be a whole, holy sh- who the fu- uh, that guy's going to fucking murder me. That guy's going to, uh, and not in a real fast way, in personal way. He's going to get real personal with it, and it's gonna, it's gonna be fucked up, and uh, <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, and I would definitely steer clear of uh, going walking towards his himself, uh, <laughs> as that. Uh, but then again, maybe I'm just buying completely into the the persona that he's given. Maybe had he uh, gone with the simple life and uh, not gone the route that he went, he wouldn't look so rough. <laughs> As uh, man, I would love to go see a fucking Rammstein live show. I mean, they're all getting kind of older. I feel like they're probably toning it down now. Maybe not as crazy. Uh, I, sh- you know, it sucks. In my twenties, I'm sure I had all kinds of opportunities to go see Rammstein. There were so many festivals back then that I only went to like a couple of different festivals. Like I could have gone. I should have went to Ozfest. I never went to Ozfest. And uh, like it would have been, it would have been great, man, to see that stuff live. And uh, I remember when I was in Germany. 
in 2018. I almost said the last time. The only time I've been in Germany. Uh, they had ads up for a Rammstein show in Munich for when, like, I don't know, a month or so after I was there. I was like, holy shit, that would have been fucking amazing. I feel like the crowds there are probably pretty rough, though, especially in Europe. Like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, seeing Rammstein in Germany, like, I would have had to have had a friend with me. I don't know that I that that would be crazy to go to by myself. I don't know who I could convince to go with me to Germany to go see Rammstein though. I'm sure I have some friends that would would be down for seeing Rammstein, but I don't think they would go to Germany with me to go see it. Like the, the, there's very few friends of mine that would be willing to travel overseas much less and you know b- most of that is the fact that there's it costs a lot of money but uh it would uh, maybe there's a couple of them I could there's like one or two maybe I could just you know what we should go see Rom fucking Rammstein in Deutschland I mean that'd be so so fucking cool even if you know they're monsters in real life but maybe they're not maybe they're not I uh, reading that, you know, I think he's just a complicated guy. And uh the other <laughs> the other members. Uh damn, they make some uh good music and I've watched their live shows on YouTube. And uh they look pretty awesome. I mean, there's an insane amount of fire. I'm also surprised though that Rammstein has not had like a major fire at a concert that killed a bunch of people. <laughs> it's like I know Till is I think he's I believe he's actually a uh, licensed pyrotechnic and there might be other band members that are as well but he's gotten some from what I understand some kind of certification I don't know if he just got it some online thing you know somebody just like if he was lighting some shit on fire one day somebody goes here's a certificate I'm hoping he took some kind of courses he's set a lot of shit on fire um and it appears that every show, fire is a massive part of the Rammstein show. So hopefully, you know, if he's not <laughs> skilled at it, that they've got people on the outside, you know, on the side of the stage that uh, are equipped to put out fires. Like have a full-on, you know, they should just do uh, shows at stadiums where there's a full-on fire uh, crew, you know, firefighters, like the whole department's there. Like they have the whole firehouse <laughs> inside the stadium, you know. It's 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 kind of warranted from what I've seen in the shows. A lot of fire, a lot of dildos. I wouldn't be too concerned about the dildos, though, unless they started throwing them in the crowd and then it's people, you know, <laughs> might start attacking you with the dildos. I don't know. Is there, like, a thing, like, maybe at Rammstein concerts, there's a thing, like, when you go see, like, the Blues game or the Cardinals, you know, any supporting event. Like, Here's Bobblehead Night or Star Wars Night. At Rammstein concerts, it's probably always Dildo Night or or uh, Flamethrower Night. But Flamethrower Night would get expensive, you know? But maybe they'll just give you, when you go into the show, they just give you, like, a bottle of uh, hairspray and a lighter. Like, here you go. Flamethrower night. Uh, But uh, there's some great pictures of Till on fire. 
He's got this fucking suit on. He's just like on fire. It's amazing that guy hasn't just set himself completely on fire. I mean, I'm sure he probably has. And like he's got this contraption here where he looks like Bane. He's got this thing over his head and this like funnel coming out of his mouth that's just shooting flames. Just uh There's a I bet he's probably had uh <laughs> some accidents with fire. <laughs> There is a, there's gotta be. Oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> First thing I searched was Till Lindemann accident. Ramstein almost once set a whole state stage on fire by accident. Just once. I feel like they probably did it multiple times. Uh, oh, I guess he wasn't a pyro expert originally, according to this article on loudersound.com. Uh. The serious on-stage fire in 96 that inspired Ramstein to Lindemann to become a pyro expert. Since their earliest days, the use of pyrotechnics has become an expected part of any Ramstein show. Cleverly uh, choreographed burst of flame has become a, as synonymous with the German meddlers as their love for fetish leather and phallic iconogra- iconography. <laughs> oh, I got a dry mouth. It's it's My tongue is... Yeah, anyway. Uh, it's been solidified... Uh, it has even solidified them above all others in terms of creating the most shocking sense assaulting of live spectacles. Really, there's no one that puts on a live show quite like Rammstein. Rammstein. Uh, what's more, if you ever stood within close distance to, to the front of one of their concerts, then you'll most likely be well accustomed to the feeling of being a little hot under the collar. After all, when it comes to their love for pyro, these fire fanatics pull out all the stops. Frontman Till Lindemann has even gone so far as to set himself alight whilst on stage. If you've ever witnessed the iconic pyro display that usually arrives with the performance of Duhast. We wouldn't be surprised if you felt somewhat worried about facing your imminent fiery demise either. Sounds exciting. (laughs) That's just making me want to see a show more. I don't think I want to be anywhere near the front, though, and it better be a big fucking stadium. In the 90s, these anxieties came to life when a show, uh, when during a show at Berlin's Treptow Arena on September 29th of 96, a stage decoration caught fire and collapsed, and rumor has it even injured several fans. Understandably panicked, crowd members fled from the area, but Rammstein were eager to diffuse the situation by powering on through the performance of their 95 track, Herr mich and by letting their crew attack the flames with fire extinguishers. At this point in their career, Rammstein were not professionally trained in handling pyro, so were most likely more lax with health and safety protocols. They, however, did pay the price for, as mentioned, several fans were reportedly injured later. Rammstein apparently visited them in the hospital, which we imagine was quite the experience. That had that had to be a plus. Hopefully they helped, you know, pay the fucking bills. Um, after the incident, the band hired a professional pyro team the FFP, with whom they've worked with ever since. They additionally sought the services of firemen and paramedics. Lindemann even studied to receive a license as a pyro technician, which explains his escalated and increasingly outrageous tastes in the art over the years, from mouth shooting flamethrowers, burning angels' wings, and rockets, all under the guided careful eye of the FFP. In spite of this, his training, he has still suffered burns on his ears, 
head and arms over as many years of fire play, but it's hardly surprising as when it comes to the unruly nature of the elements, obviously anything can happen. I figured he'd receive some burns. It does look like he's had a few burns, looking at pictures of him, which adds to the ominous nature of, like, holy shit, I don't want to fuck with this guy. <laughs> uh, that'd be the hell of a show, though. Hell of a show. Man, had I... Had they been having a Rammstein show, at, when I got there, I realized like, they were playing like the next day, and if I would have been able to get tickets, I don't care. <laughs> if it was like 300 bucks, I probably would have whipped the credit card out and be like, fuck yeah, Rammstein in Deutschland. It's like, you know, it, it had the timing worked out just right. Like, I was nervous to go to Oktoberfest by myself, which I did not do. But, uh, you know, had I been there and knowing that Rammstein was playing, like, at that moment, to see them in Germany, to see a fucking crowd that was just fucking insane, and just, like, the the fire show, holy fuck. I think I would have been lucky to get tickets had the time had it timed out right anyway. I mean, it's Rammstein in Germany. They're fucking huge there in Europe. I mean, they're pretty big in the States, but they're fucking huge in, in Europe and... Pretty much all over the world. Fucking Rammstein. Big. It's all those big dicks that they have in the show. That's got to be it. <laughs> the dick cannons. Ugh. Love me some Rammstein. Ugh. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Other than that, yeah. Um... There's still a lot of great shit. I mean, Better Call Saul's still looking good. I I am excited to see how that will play out. And uh, holy shit, when uh, they gave uh, Hector Salamanca the gun to shoot that one person, I don't want to get you know don't want to spoil it again. That shit was funny. That shit was super funny. <laughs> and Moon Knight wasn't bad. I would I I thought it was a lot better than Hawkeye. Hawkeye was I think the worst of the Disney Plus Marvel shows. It was okay at moments, but of all the shows, it was definitely geared way more towards the kids than any of the other ones, and it just seemed like a one big long Christmas episode. <laughs> and uh I am it, it does have that show did have I don't know the actor's name, but the guy that played Lala Salma, Salamanca. He is in Hawkeye. And he's good in that too. And he's just good. He's good. I, I enjoy him. That's cool seeing him in other shit. I'm down with that. So I mean, there was some good things about Hawkeye, but I, I would definitely say that Hawkeye was my least favorite of the Marvel shows. I like Oscar, Oscar Isaac, and uh, thought Ethan Hawke was pretty good in uh, Moon Knight. And uh, I feel like we didn't get a whole lot of Moon Knight, though. I feel like. I feel like if they give it a second season, it'll be better. Like there's there's just a lot of build up and only really a few episodes. So I don't I don't I feel like that could go some really good places. I'm saddened that we didn't see more cameos from characters in other uh, MCU movies, shows, and stuff. I thought we'd get a big cameo from someone. I don't know who. <laughs> Damn it! Now I'm thinking of Ray Park again with the the dick thing. And uh, what was it Captain America? Chris Evans had an incident where it was like Instagram or something. He accidentally <laughs> shared a picture of his cock 
Apparently, it's a good one. This is a good one. Massive cock. Captain America, fun fact, massive cock. It must have gotten that super soldier serum right into the dick. But uh, at least he didn't like show it and, like somebody was blowing him or something, I guess. Other shows, though, I, I've started to watch the Mike Meyer show, Pentaveret. Not bad. Not bad. I almost feel like it's trying too hard at times. Like there's too many like uh jokes like on top of each other like uh gets a little a little too much but and Mike Myers looks really freaky in some of the stuff like I don't think that Mike Myers had to play almost every fucking character in the show I realize there's other actors in there but he's like 90% of the characters and at times it gets a little confusing when you hear Mike Myers voice of like okay what character was that which one cuz a lot of the characters they have very similar voices. I did enjoy the fact that uh, he's uh, <laughs> one of the characters is Alice Cooper's manager, Shep Smith, his old manager. That uh, I, Mike Myers, I believe, did a documentary on him, and it, it's funny that he's like played him in the show. It's good stuff. Do do enjoy some Mike Myers. It's good to see him like out there again. I feel like that show could get better as it goes. And I don't know if that'll have, like, another season or anything. I'm, like, four or five episodes in. And uh, just, uh, I guess, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, if, if for whatever reason a mother is listening to this. Maybe my mother. That's uh, Happy Mother's Day. Like, that's kind of awkward. As, uh, <laughs> I feel, wasn't there some, f- I don't know, I feel like I was talking about fucked up shit earlier. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, we yeah, we're uh, Shelly and I are gonna take a uh, uh, mom to the uh, zoo tomorrow. But uh, she, I believe I mentioned it back, I don't know, a couple months ago on the podcast. But she had broken her leg in February. I don't know how well it's gonna go. She's walking around now uh, at times without the aid of a boot or a cane. She's got a little brace, um, but she's still having to use like the cane a lot and stuff. Most likely gonna rent a wheelchair tomorrow. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully the leg holds and, uh, Shelly's on, uh, he's, he's going to see the blues tomorrow and hopefully they get a win as they're down two to one in the playoffs. Need to play Gloria tomorrow night at home. Be nice. Um, but, uh, I guess that's about all I got here. Uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. 